Hey, Rock and Rollers, it's Whiskey and Rock, a backstage pass to learn about whiskey and spirits and hear stories from industry insiders and rock stars, real-life rock stars. So get ready and join your hosts, D-Rock and JR, for the VIP whiskey experience you've been waiting for. Welcome to the Whiskey and Rock Show. JR, I've got another special guest today. Yeah, I'm excited about this Yeah, one. I'm excited about this. You actually introduced me to this whiskey. I did. did I did. You, yeah, you picked up, I can't remember which, was it batch three, batch two? Yeah, I got the, the batch three uh, barrel proof probably back in maybe January or February. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I heard about it towards the end of last year and was looking for it and uh, came into the market and, and the store ordered some for me and got it and love it yeah and i've heard really great good. things yeah. uh, visiting our friend Tarek down at elixir yep has told me great things he sampled a few things and i've liked them so i'm like i hit him up and i hit up our friend our new friend actually jonathan Mizano from k luke and i said hey man we want to get you on the show and he's like done so today welcome our friend jonathan from k luke whiskey thanks guys excited to be here and uh looking forward to kind of taking a little bit about uh a little through my background and, and kind of history of of how i got from from where I started to where I am today, being the uh, the owner and blender for Kaylee Whiskey Company. So appreciate you guys having me on. Heck yeah. Where yeah. are you today? So I'm uh, I'm currently at my home. The, the, the bourbon you see in the background is at uh, my personal bar in my house. So nice. all my, uh, my have done over the last decade. So That's awesome. Are you in Mississippi? Is that where you are? I am. I live in uh, Ocean Springs, so right down on the water. I've uh, been down here on the coast of Mississippi since 94, so a long time. Uh, in the sweltering heat right now in the middle of summer. Oh, yeah. We know all about that. That's awesome. Well, yeah, give us a little bit of your background as far as where you came from and your journey getting to where you are now. Sure. So trying to uh, keep it a little on the shorter side, uh, I I, uh, I love to talk and talk about whiskey. So kind of my original background was starting off right at 16, you know, working in restaurants, worked my way up from busing tables to waiting tables, got into fine dining, started studying wine, really fell in love with wine, winemaking, the process, uh, meeting people from all over the world which led me to get my first uh, sommelier certification from the quartermaster sommeliers. So as I worked waiting tables and fine dining and studying wine, I always drank whiskey after work. You know, a lot of people started off with Jack Daniels and kind of as I progressed, one week I decided to try, uh, you know, Knob Creek and Woodford and I never went back. And ever since then, I've been been enjoying bourbon. Um, I made my first barrel selection trip to Kentucky a decade ago. Wow. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, bourbon barrel picks weren't nearly as prevalent as they are today, right? So it... Uh, uh, working in retail, it uh, was kind of a big risk. You know, to go out and spend ten thousand dollars right on a skew of one item of a barrel pick. But I went and made my first trip and uh, got to meet Jimmy and Eddie Russell, and you know, just I got to go to Bill Samuel's home and talk with Bill, and just it, it, eye-opening experience. And then when I got to that first set of, of barrels with Jim Rutledge and tasted those ten barrels, I was blown away because even for me, you know, a decade ago, it's like how much difference could there really be from one barrel to another? And I tasted that first set of barrels and I was hooked. And uh, since then, over the last decade, um, I've gotten taste with pretty much every master distiller, been to every warehouse, um, selected over 400 single barrels, and tasted about 1,500 barrels straight from the barrel. So, wow, that's amazing. It's been a fun, a fun journey over over the last uh, the last decade, which uh, kind of led me to starting K Luke Whiskey Company with my wife Jennifer. Uh, so the name K Luke is named after our children. So our daughter Caitlin is where the K comes from. She's almost 11. And then our son, Lucas, is where the loot comes from. He's almost six. So, you know, for me, picking up single barrels last decade, I've seen so much change in the last couple of years and kind of felt that the single barrel selections were kind of coming to an end the way that I'm used to doing them, which is with a master distiller or head of quality control, um, you know, at the distillery, thieving from the barrels or drilling barrels. And uh, that's changed because it's gotten so popular. Mm -hmm. um, 
lot of shift, a lot more to, you know, just samples and just, just different from what I've been used to the last decade. So I kind of felt that that part of my career was kind of coming to an end or was going to slow down significantly. So I started working on K-Luke a couple of years ago. And, and really the idea with K-Luke is when I go out and pick single barrels from, from other brands, I do everything blind, right? Because I don't care about the warehouse or the age or anything else except for how good is the whiskey in the glass and how does that glass of whiskey speak to me? Uh, and how exciting is it with the layers? Um, so K-Luke has kind of taken that to another level. We buy barrels from several different distilleries, both Kentucky, Indiana, and I blend them all together in small batches. Uh, so we started off with four barrel batches, which is what you're tasting right now. So both are 100 proof small batch that we're going to taste. Uh, batch three is a four barrel blend. And the barrel strength is also a four barrel blend. Uh, not the same barrels. They're two different blends uh, blended specifically to be cut to 100 proof and be barrel strength. So I always forget to mention that part. And I, somebody always asks me along the way. Um, so I, I tailor them specifically to what the end goal is. And I'll run through several so I take notes from all barrels we own from all these different distilleries, and then I create several different blends. My wife and I taste all those blind based off my notes, and then we start tweaking. We say, okay, you know, both of us like, you know, these four or five blends. One of us likes this one, that one. We start, I start tweaking them barrel for barrel for each blend. We continue to run through that blind tasting process till we have our favorites identified. Then from there, we start running against the best bourbons in the market and blind tastings. Because for me... I love bourbon. I love the layers, the complexity, and that's the goal. When when the consumer gets home uh, and other people who love bourbon, you're going to do the same thing, right? You're going to run against your favorites. You're going to reference everything's memory recall. And we want K-Luke, even if it's not your favorite, to stand up to your favorite bourbons and have a place uh, and be exciting in the glass. So that's that's kind of the, the process of it. That's awesome. And one thing we should mention now, you were picking those barrels. You're at a store. Is that correct? For your normal I am. So I own uh, Maisano's Fine Wine Spirits, which is in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Uh, I've been there for 18 years now. So okay. that has been uh, that has been my my main drive and job the last uh, almost two decades now before starting K-Loop. So. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. So we've just poured the small batch. Yes. So I won't tell you until you guys try it, but just kind of give you some my people always ask, you know, why do we do 100 proof in a barrel strand? So for me, uh, if I'm going to just sit and enjoy drinking bourbon, if I'm going to sit and have multiple pours, I like 100 proof. So like I said, I live in South Mississippi. It's like 110 degrees today mm-hmm. with the uh, heat and the shade and then the humidity. So for me, 100 proof is something nice. It's balanced. It's something you put, you know, double over a big cube of ice. And it's not going to get thin on you. The goal is, so all of our blends are high rye, low rye. Okay. So again, different degrees, different ages, different mash bills. No age statement on the bottle. So everything is uh, has to be minimum at least four years old to be blended straight bourbon. Uh, but everything's older than that in the blends. And really, I, I didn't want to be limited to uh, certain ages or mash bills. I really want to have the freedom as I taste through barrels and really enjoyed them, that I could solely focus on the flavor profile and how those separate pieces kind of go together to create a well-balanced, well-rounded blend. So kind of the only legal definition for our bottles is got to be over four years old. The distillate has to be from Kentucky and Indiana. And then on the back label, it tells you, um, which you don't have any, on your sample, but it tells you the highest rye content is 36% rye. Okay. So I'm a huge fan of Four Roses, uh, mm-hmm. limited edition small batch blends. And for me, why that bourbon is so good and so consistent every year is it's a blend of ages, mash bills, right? High rye, low rye, different yeast strains. And I kind of c- can accomplish the same thing from Kentucky, Indiana, from different distilleries. So that's kind of my, my goal with this bourbon. Like in the nose. Then, yeah. It's kind of the traditional brown sugar that you kind of expect. Let's try this one. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. That's great. Thank you. So, you know, for, so for my goal, like I said, I wanted the 100 proof to be something that was 
approachable, but I also wanted it to have the barrel strength flavor, right? Have that yeah. mouthfeeling richness and complexity, just in a softer proof. So if you're sitting outside, I love, I love to cook on my uh, my green egg when I'm home, and I wanted something I could sit and enjoy and drink and have multiple pours of and not get myself in trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel all of us that love bourbon are kind of in the same boat, right? When you want to sit, but you don't want to have to sacrifice the mouthfeel or quality or layers to get there, right? Just because you're at a lower proof. And for me, that's kind of the downside. A lot of 90 to 100 proof bourbons I enjoy. Love them up front, but the dissipation is really quick. It doesn't have the back end. So we bottle everything at Bardstown Bourbon Company. And oh. that was one of the things we did was filtration and kind of making sure we hold the weight and the structure. And that's something I look for in the blends as well. It's really important to me. It's got to be great on the nose, up front, mid palate finish. So this has a great finish. Initially, it drinks hotter than 100 proof. I'll yeah. say that. It's 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 real spicy. It actually does. I mean, it's interesting you bring up, you know, the, the Four Roses comparison, but I really do kind of get that four roses the sense of four roses from this from the spiciness and uh and, and some of the flavors yeah so for me you know i kind of get like that you get some of that kind of candy citrus peel up front and then the more kind of traditional caramel toffee mid palate yeah and then the goal is to have enough of that spicy richness on the back end to really kind of extend out the finish yep. and make you feel like you're getting something more than like you said a higher proof as far as the flavor wise the finish complexity not heat but just overall flavor and layers to it. So that's, that's really my goal. That's what I'm trying to, trying to accomplish with this bourbon. So I'm glad you, uh, you, you feel the same as you're tasting it and kind of that long extended finish and, you know, just a lot going on. Yeah. That explanation just, just it just totally nails it. Yeah. Glad you're enjoying that one. So like I said, this is yeah. the uh, small batch, 100 proof uh, batch three that we're tasting right now, which is the current release in your guys' home market there in Tennessee. This is what you'll find on retail shelves. So we're, uh, we're in distribution in Tennessee, Louisiana, Mississippi, my home state, and then online through Sealbox right now. Okay. And then we are uh, working to expand to Kentucky um, on the next batch release of Barrel Strength, uh, which is probably around September 1st. And, and overall, you're up to around batch five? Uh, batch five is on the market right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, blending batch six right now, working on it. So it's uh, it takes it takes my wife and I about two months, you know, kind of like I said, me going through looking at all the notes, which... It's really crazy if you've tasted a lot of single barrels. It's really wild when you taste barrels and you're like, oh, this is like a really pronounced, you know, whether it's butterscotch or citrus mm-hmm. or blackberry or raspberry. And sometimes you blend it and it's like, well, I don't taste any of that. Or one barrel overtakes the blend. So I tell people picking out single barrels is a far simpler process than putting together blends. I tell people, you know, when you're blending, it's like being a chef in a really well-stocked kitchen. You have to understand like the you know, the salinity and the spice and the, the acidity and the richness. It's the same thing with the bourbon. It's trying to find that, you know, the mouthfeel and the right amount of spice, the right amount of fruit, you know, caramel and toffee and trying to get all those components to work in unison and not fight against each other, but create this really well-rounded multi-layered whiskey experience. So it takes, uh, it takes us forever to create blends. Are, are you trying to keep a consistency batch to batch in terms of flavor profiles or are you wanting each to stand on its own uh, in a completely different way? Yeah, it's a great question. It's one of the things people always ask me. Um, you know, I always tell people, look, a, a big brand, you know, how they're consistent. They're blending, you know, if you're blending like a like a Jim Beam white label, right? It's like, how do you get that consistent? Well, if you're blending a thousand barrels together, they're pulling from all different warehouses, different tiers, right? Extra interior barrels, because the goal of something like a Jim Beam is to taste the same 20 years ago as it does today, 20 mm-hmm. years from now. Right? You want the same flavor profile. For me, it's not trying to duplicate from batch to batch the same flavors, but just more that same experience of there's a lot going on, there's a lot of complexity, but I'm not really trying to say, well, hey, if this one has citrus, this has to have citrus. You know, if there's this much spice, it's really more about saying, okay, 
What's more important to me rather than the specific flavor is the layers and overall complexity. So nose again, up front, mid palate finish, those boxes off to check uh-huh. and it's got to be exciting and it's got to draw you in for more. That's, that's the idea of every release rather than trying to be consistent batch to batch. So I'm curious now between you and your wife, do you both have different strengths that you pull from when you do these picks or is she lean one way and you lean another? Yes. It, uh, you know, one of the fun things about having, you know, both, male and female palette, obviously you pick them on different things, right? I mean, not only do you do people in general, but uh, I think a, a female palette's a little bit more dialed in. You're kind of looking for a little bit more subtleties. Um, like I can tell you, she is not as much of a fan of like 10, 12 year plus bourbons a lot of times because there's too much like leather and there's not enough brightness. Um, um, so I think us both kind of tasting through them and trying to find the right level of spice and fruit and palate. So when we taste through, I'll put together, you know, eight, 10, 12 blends. We don't discuss them at all. We actually go through, we both taste through all of them. And then at the end, we go through, you know, each sample one at a time. Each of us tell each other what we tasted. And if both of us like, we'll move on to the next round. If one of us likes it, the other one says, hey, I don't enjoy this, but there's something not quite, you know, it's a little disjointed. There's either too much spice or not enough, or the finish isn't quite there, not enough citrus. And I say, okay, well, let me go back to my notes and try and find those barrels of the missing components and then reblend it. Nice. So it's like you just pick up on different things. Uh, so you know it's something special when both of us get to it. And you're like, number four, we both taste. And we're like, oh, yeah, this is this is really exciting. Uh, especially when we do the the blinds ourselves against other big-name bourbons. It's really exciting when we go through it. And uh, we know it's the one for sure. Like when both of us go through and we taste one, we see it at the end. That's a, one of the samples we've been working on and, and kind of tweaking. Then you know that's the that's when the magic happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of fires on all cylinders. So, so just curious. Now, you're five blends in. What's the least amount and what's the most of barrels that you've blended for like a, one of these releases? Uh, so the the first barrel batch, we did a toasted barrel rye that was Mississippi only. Um, last year in the fall, that was only two barrels. So okay. I wasn't really sure on the rye. We did release two 15-year uh, straight Kentucky single barrels that came out in the beginning. Outside of that, everything else has been a standard four-barrel blend. Okay. Starting with the batch six barrel strength, we're going to go to eight barrels. So that's what I'm working on right now is eight-barrel blends. Jennifer, I've been doing uh, rounds of blind tasting right now, kind of going through and working on getting that one finished up and dialed in. So, uh, And it's crazy. Even the eight-barrel blend compared to the four, I was interested to see kind of how that changed, like one-barrel variance. Even one-barrel and eight-barrel blend, it, it totally changed the profile. It's wild. Oh, wow. So it's been really exciting to, uh, to kind of go through them. We also taste through the different rounds several times through each round. We try to taste at least once in the morning, at least once in the evening, and then once just some other time because your palate tastes different different times of day. Mm-hmm. Right. So we really try to put a lot of thought into when somebody goes home and opens up a bottle of K Luke, if they're going to drink it with friends, whether they're going to have a street, you know, put a little bit of water in there over ice. Uh, I mean, we drink K Luke hunter proof and cocktails here at home. So we really try to put a lot of thought into that. However, you're going to go home and drink your bottle of bourbon after you purchase it. We want to make sure people have, have a, a great experience and really enjoy the flavors and complexity throughout it. So that's awesome. Let's get a nose on this one. You pouring barrel strength now? Yes, we are yeah. on the we're on the barrel street. This is 115.9 proof. Okay. So curious, what what do you get on the nose? So for me on this one, so batch three is kind of the most subtle out of all the releases we've done. Mm-hmm. So batch three, I get more like baked fruit. And then uh, you get some of that kind of caramel toffee. There's some caramelized wood sugars in there. Mm-hmm. Almost like you took some fruit and brulee it, where you took it rolled in sugar and then kind of torched it. I kind of get that profile in this one. Uh, what else has been really fun too now that we're getting, you know, five batches in? We do it here at home. We have a lot of a lot of people we know do the same thing. They'll do side-by-side comparisons. And usually people taste through all five batches. 
and they'll rank them in order of their favorites that day. But when they go back and they redo it again, they have a totally different ranking of order, which for me is really important. It, it shows that one batch doesn't significantly outweigh the other ones as far as style and complexity to it. Kind of to me, it depends on what you're in the mood for. You know, when I want something a little bit more, maybe a little bit more subtle, I reach toward this batch three. When I want something kind of kind of big and meaty, lean more toward batch two, more spicy batch one. Four is kind of more cherry driven, where five is kind of more raspberry floral. So they're all just a different style. So it's really fun to get them flight side by side. We're starting to get some on-premise counts now. They're starting to build up batches and they're able to offer flights to people. Which, which is really cool and people get an opportunity to get them side by side. Oh, yeah. um, and look, taste them blind. You might have this, you think is your favorite batch going in, but when you get them blind and let the whiskey speak, it's really cool to see how, uh, how different your opinion might be on them. Wow. Just tried this one. Yeah. This is, this awesome. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's such a great balance there of the sweet and the spice. Yeah. So for me, like for me right now, drinking this, this batch three barrel proof, I'm getting this really nice, like I said, that kind of sweet kind of candy, big fruit up front. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you get about, three quarters way down your tongue and all of a sudden like you get the brown sugar and then yep. it just starts rolling through those spice tones and then you start to get you know 20 25 30 seconds out of that it's like the spice starts kind of coming back up rolled back into sweetness kind of coming back up the front of the palate yeah this is yeah. really good i really like this one yeah so for us it's been really exciting you know only being a being a year in you know fred minnick got a hold of the batch one and batch two early on uh, both those batches actually made his top 100 whiskey list last year. Nice. Our batch two barrel strength landed at the number 24 slot overall, which is pretty cool. If you look at the top 25 list last year, yeah, you know a lot of these really classic big name bourbons are pretty unattainable for the average, you know, the average person, right? That just likes to go home and enjoy drinking bourbon. Jason from Ash and Drum, another another show I really enjoy. You know, another really straightforward approach to just describing what he likes. Jason's got us uh, in his top five right now for bourbon of the year. He really enjoys them, so it's been really exciting. You know, Scott Page from uh, doing his reviews, just all, all sorts of people. Troy down in Louisiana, we've had a lot of really cool feedback. It's it's always fun to get in front of people and enjoy a pour of the bourbon together and talk about it and have a good time. For me, that's what bourbon's all about. You know, I think it's it's easy to get caught up on, on big names or expensive whiskeys. You know, and ours isn't inexpensive. You know, unfortunately, it, it is what it is that in this day and age to uh, to get quality barrels. But it was more important for us to be able to have everything, you know, older than four years and have good quality product put into the blends, put the time into them. Rather than trying to come in the market, you know, fifteen twenty dollars less a bottle. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad you guys are doing the overall complexities and layers of the whiskeys and kind of you know you just you never know until you get in the glass, right? Where right. The whiskey yeah. How many batches are you? You said you said you've kind of been doing this for about a year now. How, how many batches per year are you looking to to, to produce? So our goal right now, the plan, which was this year, will be the same thing for next year. We're going to bottle uh, every ten weeks. So just a little bit more than quarterly. So five releases basically a year okay. is kind of the plan. I kind of felt that was enough to, to have enough kind of going out in the market, keep people excited and have enough variety to enjoy, but not be too much and you know, not be overwhelmed by a million releases coming out. And uh, just really trying to keep, kind of keep it exciting. Uh, the last couple of batches have gone a lot quicker than we anticipated though. Um, Sealbox is our online partner. When they did their general release on the most recent batch, and they had a pretty good allotment, uh, it was gone in less than five minutes online. So, wow, wow. In my own store, we get, I can only get 20 cases just because of the, we just don't have enough whiskey to go around. We'll go through 20 cases in an hour or two of barrel strength. Wow, man. And we're starting to see more and more kind of some bigger releases in other markets. Uh, but really, the goal, like I said, is really just to, to build up K Loop. You know, I knew not having HD in the bottle and being, you know, we're just this high ride, low ride blend, a blend, Kentucky and Indiana. It's a little bit vague, but again, you know, we just didn't feel if you 
the more specifics we gave, I didn't want people to say, hey, this, this patch has more of this age or this rod content or trying to figure out which distillery it is. Really wanted the whiskey to speak for itself in the glass. Um, takes a little bit more to kind of build up the name and get in front of people. But again, it's uh, it's been exciting to see the new ones let down and people are really enjoying what we're doing and um, all the hard work and love we put into each blend. That's really the goal. So it's easy to get caught up in all the other factors. It's always neat to know afterwards, you know, like it's this floor, it's this age, it's this. But like I said, I think when you're going in, when you're picking up single barrels or trying to build these blends, it's really important that it's uh, it's flavor driven and um overall excitement and uh and what you're giving us an end result rather than trying to identify all the pieces to get there right yeah so so what are you excited about this coming up what's what's next oh man it seems like uh we uh get together batch you know get it on the markets or talk to people and start time to put together the next one we do a really cool event coming up though we're going to be taking part uh in your neck of the woods up there the southern whiskey side event that's happening yes, at the end yep. of august yeah we're, we're going to be one yeah. of the uh one of the products featured there so we'll be up there pouring we're going to pour our we're going to pour the same ones we're tasting tonight, the batch 300 proof barrel strength. And then if, if you guys start following us online, we had a uh, toasted barrel release, got bottled yesterday at Bardstown. Yep. We've got a toasted barrel barrel strength bourbon, toasted barrel barrel strength rye. We're going to feature both of those whiskeys at the Southern Whiskey Society event as well at nice. uh, August over nice. Liberty Hall. So pretty excited about getting in front of people, get a chance to pour those. Those are going to start shipping out from Bardstown to our distribution partners the next couple of days. So in about two weeks, those will start hitting the market and both toasted barrel, barrel strength, bourbon and rye will be available in all of our markets. So it'll be uh, Tennessee uh, in limited quantities, Louisiana and Mississippi and online through Sealbox. So all markets will have a little bit of toast barrel. And there's the same thing before barrel blends each. Well, that's not true. The, the bourbon, we actually had a, a short barrel I really liked in the blend that we, we put in there also. So it'll actually be five barrels in the bourbon and then four on the rye. So Okay. We'll have to watch out for that. Yeah, definitely. The uh, as far as your distribution goes, you said you're about ready to expand into Kentucky. Do you have other plans to expand into other markets? Man, we've had people reach out from all over. Uh, that's probably going to do it for us for this year. You know, we just again, there's small releases. You know, on a four barrel release of barrel strength, it gives us between 700 750 bottles. Uh, the hundred proof, you know, we usually get between 900 and 950 bottles. Even doubling, going to eight barrels in the barrel strength. It really only gives us enough, I think, to meet the demand, at least for the next release in our current markets mm-hmm. and then adding on Kentucky. So we'll kind of see from there. We've had, uh, had a lot of excitement. A lot of people have reached out to different distributors from uh, from all different states. Would love to expand into other markets. But, you know, again, it's for me, it's and my wife also, it's all about the whiskey and it's all about putting out a really good quality product in the bottle. And it's far more important to us than trying to rush and expand distribution. As we start to expand the batches a little bit, we're going to continue to do our taste process the same way. So it's going to kind of come down to how much longer time-wise that add on to creating the the uh, batches and blends because you know we're never going to sacrifice quality for trying to make numbers. It's all about making sure that when you get a bottle of K Luke and you spend your hard-earned money on purchasing a bottle that uh, you're going to be impressed and enjoy with your family and friends um, every time. So that's far more important to us than trying to expand distribution too quick. So sure. it'll come as it goes. Yeah, definitely. So people want to find out more information about you and what you're doing. Where do they go? Yeah, so you can go to uh, kluekwhiskeycompany.com, our website. You can also see, uh, you know, a lot of great reviews, interviews I've done with people. Um, we just had a big a big blind tasting with Fred Minute two weeks ago. He featured one of our barrel strength batches. We actually won, uh, beat out recent batch of Booker's, beat out uh, Mixer's barrel strength, you know. So that was really exciting. Fred had six or seven bourbons and uh, coming on top there. So you can kind of see some of that and ask about awards. Uh, and then you can also find us social media, Facebook, Instagram, Kaylee Whiskey Company, um, all the social media channels. Awesome. Yep. 
Well, Jonathan, thank man, thanks so much for your time today. This has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're in Nashville, come by, visit us in the studio. Let's, let's have some more pours. Yeah. I'd love to hang out and yeah. have some more pours. And, and this is fantastic bourbon. It yeah. really is. Yes. Really appreciate you enjoying it. And like I said, we put a, put a lot of love and hard work into every batch and, uh, it's exciting to see so many people enjoying it and really appreciate what we're doing. So if you guys are at the uh, Southern Whiskey Side event on uh, August 26th, come by and have some pours of a toasted barrel. And uh, I'm trying to get up in the market more often, do some more events. Um, I've known Toronto Elixir for a long time. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. stores up there. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks so Thank much. Thank you. Bye, guys. Cheers. 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 It doesn't end here. For all things whiskey and rock, and for info on how to join our Patreon, just visit our website at whiskeyandrock.com. That's whiskey, A-N-D, rock. And of course, follow us, share us, do it, like it, love it. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Whiskey and Rock. Whiskey and Rock is produced by Meadman and is a Wise Company production. Our show is brought to you by Zoom. For more information, go to Zoom Corp dot com.